Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the one and only Z Statura of the New York hardcore bands Pain of Truth and Reign of Salvation. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. Also, on September 6th, Horror Movie Trivia Night will be returning to Keegan's Irish Pub in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and this time around, the theme is 90s, so make sure you study up on your 90s horror. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so the free way by just rating and subscribing wherever you're listening or sharing it around on the socials. Or if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it's only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. You'll get some stickers in the mail, a shout out on a future episode, as well as a monthly bonus episode where me and some of my monthly co-hosts will be doing a watch along of something horror related, mostly horror movies, but every now and then we'll throw in a, a horror TV show, some horror shorts from YouTube and stuff like that. So now with all that being said, I just want to say thanks again for listening and let's get into this week's episode. Hey, what's up, man? Not much, man. How about you? Just chilling. Thanks for hitting me up, man. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Any questions for me before we dive right in? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I listened to the episode with TJ from <laughs> Koyo, and that was, like, awesome. And I, I don't know. I just It's not really a question, but I just think it's a really cool idea. Like, the more oh. times we tour with people, like, I always find a dude or two in a band who, like, has a letterbox and, like, has a different favorite horror movie. So this is, like, a awesome idea oh yeah thank you for that man i appreciate that for sure yeah and of course you saw your uh back-to-back with another new york hardcore uh yeah. guy dance so it's pretty cool so oh yeah but no and uh pretty much before we dive into the horror stuff i do like to just you know ask a little bit about what you got going on with the music stuff and of course you guys got a brand new album coming out not through blood on september 8th congrats on that and then is there any songs on that that you're like really stoked for people to hear that you know have a you know hit yet i know you guys just dropped the one single so far so yeah so we dropped the single and we'll drop a couple more before uh, the album comes out. Obviously, the song with like Freddie Madball. It's yeah. called You and Me. I'm like really excited for that one, as well as uh, the one with uh, Josiah for Criminal Instinct. Those are like the two I'm really hyped on. Fuck yeah. Other than that, though, do you have anything that you want to promote or like let the people know about before we dive into, uh, you know, horror movies? I know you're in the side project with, you know, like you said, TJ from Koyo with Reign of Salvation. Uh, and, you know, he pretty much talked about how you guys are just, you know, like you guys are all busy with, you you know, Koyo is putting out a brand new record in September as well. So kind of too busy for that right now. But uh, anything else you want to talk about before we dive into the horror stuff? No, nah, I mean, I think we can dive in. I, yeah, Reign of Salvation, we'll, I guess, see what happens. Uh, that was like the second band TJ and I were in together. And that's kind of what uh, birthed like these next, like the bands we're in currently. So it's exciting to like go on and do other things and kind of always just have that in the back pocket. Fuck yeah. And like I said, you guys are both dropping records in September. So that means those cycles will be kind of coming to an end at the same time, too. So maybe, you know, something for Rain of Salvation will come into fruition. Yeah. Too, so. we'll, oh, yeah, we'll never rule it out. So still a chance. No, definitely. You know, like uh, I think he's mentioned, like, even if it's just like a record and then, you know, play a couple festivals or something, you know, but yeah, or small. Exactly. Or yeah. Whenever we uh, we're kind of like all in the same building, we're like, all right, maybe we should do something. And it's always wondering, you know, if people still care about it. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll write some new stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I dig the stuff, so I would definitely uh, be interested in a new record myself. So, but Oh, yeah, we can dive into the horror movies. Of course, uh, my first question I like to ask all my guests, uh, you know, when it comes to the horror stuff is, uh, what was your relationship with them growing up, and did it change at all as you got older and became an adult? 
Yeah, definitely. I did not like horror movies like when I was younger, you know, high school here and there, you'd throw them out with friends, but I didn't really like the feeling they gave me, I guess. And then um, mm-hmm. my sister wanted to watch, I think it was like Scream when she turned 13. My oh, yeah. parents were like, oh, I'm not going to watch it with her. Like, you got to watch it with her. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And then that kind of like became like a bonding moment. And then from there, I, that's kind of, I just deep dove like further. Oh, yeah. No, Scream's my favorite of all time just because of that reason. It's like what uh, led into my love of horror because that's when I saw it. It's like, oh, it could be scary, but it could also be funny and like, you know, put right. fun in itself. And then uh, so it kind of like led to me just loving horror. And then, you know, I started to appreciate the like just straight scary shit and like more artsy stuff, too, just because of like, you know, the appreciation I, that grew from Scream. So, no, that's definitely, uh, of course, you can see I got ghost face plastered all behind me and stuff <laughs> and on my hat. So it's like yeah. obvious, but. Now, hell yeah that's awesome uh and it's cool that you got to share the memory with your sister and stuff like that do you have a, uh would you say scream's your favorite or do you got a uh you know a couple fa- you know a favorite another favorite of all time or you know a couple favorites instead of the top for you yeah i mean maniac is the 1980 version you have the poster on the wall that one's like definitely my favorite i mean Fuck just yeah. like the things i like it's like that era it's so much gore for no reason and it's yeah. like based in new york when it was like the grimy era so maniac's up there and then just probably just the greats like texas chainsaw and um halloween fuck yeah no those are all three great ones and uh like you said maniac it's one of those ones that actually shows new york like as it is you know like a you know at times yeah. and stuff like that it doesn't shy away from it and stuff so that's one thing i really right. enjoy about movies like that and then uh but you said the other two are straight classics i don't know if you saw did you see that uh today they finally dropped a release date for the texas chainsaw video game no wait yeah. is it so it's going to be an, on like a new console or is it going to be like they're bringing back like the nes yeah, it's a uh, it's a whole new game. It's uh, pretty much you get to play as either Leatherface, uh, the hitchhiker, or you know the cook. Because in the first movie, of course, they didn't give him names yet and stuff. But uh, right. um, which the cook, the cook is Drayton, you know their their you know uncle or I know it's confusing their relationship sometimes. But uh, so you get to play as like the family and stuff, or you get to play as uh, four victims, and it's like an online multiplayer game. But it, it's coming out in August. They dropped a full trailer for it today, as well as like the release date finally. So I'm super stoked on it. Yeah, that should be awesome. I know, like, when the Friday the 13th game dropped, almost every October since then, me and all my friends, like, hop on and play it. Yeah. No, and they finally pulled the plug on that, like, just this past month or two, like, where it's not playable. Oh, uh, my God. I didn't even know. <laughs> I'm out of the loop for sure. Yeah. I don't know if you can still do, like, private matches, though, like, you know, with bots and you're, like, just your mm-hmm. friends. So that might still be a thing. But as far as, like, getting online and, like, finding a match, that's, like, no longer going to be a thing. Wow. But, uh, um because i i used to play that a lot myself but i think it's the same company gun media that uh did texas chainsaw if i'm not mistaken so i'm pretty stoked on it so it's it's very similar in like uh gameplay as far as like hunting and like hiding and stuff so awesome and of course you know like you mentioned some of uh which i'm with you i was scared of shit as horror movies when i was young so that was one of the things is like i was never really into it and then as i got older they kind of became a thing where when i was jamming with my friends we'd go pick up five dollar bin movies and that's where i watch most of like horror stuff that's where i found maybe killer clowns and stuff like that and right. uh, thanks killing and like more funny shit maybe human centipede is when we watch the shit like that but uh yeah. but no i'm with you it's finally like something like scream just really clicked with me and uh which scream clicked, clicked with me when i was younger but um like my love for actual horror just like uh really took off with like a rewatch of it later on you know and stuff like that so but uh you mentioned a few that were like classics that you really enjoyed have there been any over the past few years that you really enjoyed and by past few years i mean uh you know like past like 10 or 15 you know because horror there's so much that comes out over the the years and stuff like that so yeah there was um i I feel like the obvious answer is like anything like a24 horror related i think a lot of those like really scratched an itch that were i I felt like i was like lacking in 
uh, like the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. So like, I feel like the 2010s really like came out really hot. And uh, I would say those. And then also, I think this movie's called The Sadness. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a horror movie. Obviously, it's a horror movie. It's a zombie movie. Yeah. Um, and I just went and saw that on a whim. Um, it was like the Northeast screening. And I didn't even know it was zombie related or I probably wouldn't have gone because I was so tapped out on those type of movies. And that was just like, it just blew me away. It was, yeah. I would suggest that to anyone. No, fuck yeah. That, uh, I did a, um, I do monthly episodes as well with, uh, Phil from the New York hardcore band I rate. And then, uh, as oh, well yeah. as, uh, Travis from eternal sleep and Ren yeah. from bottom, bottom feeder and stuff. And, um, we did a Hellraiser panel and we had, uh, the director Rob Jabaz from the sadness join us for that. So it was, uh, awesome. yeah, he's a super awesome dude, he, which I did. I did a regular episode with him as well, but he's just, uh, a uh, really nice guy and stuff like that and you know like he was willing to join us just to talk hellraiser so that shows like how much he loves the genre but yeah that movie's fucking wild uh was that the last time you watched it because it's uh it's on shutter now uh i don't know oh is it really yeah yeah i that was the last time i watched it it was like in theater and it was cool because no one else had saw it like i said it was like the east coast premiere and yeah. so everyone's reactions were just very like real you know yeah, I can imagine seeing that show, the group, because I watched it by myself, so, like, you know, it was wild, but it's like, you know, you're reacting by yourself, so I can imagine seeing that with a group of people, especially people that might not be, you know, that ready for something that uh, gruesome, because it gets fucking wild, like, pretty quickly, yeah. so. Exactly, it's, like, super over the top, and that's kind of, I don't know, things like that, it's, like, fun to go see the movie theater still with people. Yeah, no, and I think that was, like, one of the first Taiwanese horror movies, if I'm not mistaken, and then uh, mm -hmm. followed by uh, Incantation on Netflix, which is pretty good if you haven't seen that. I recommend yeah, that no, well, definitely. So. But, oh, yeah. Any other ones you want to shout out before we uh, move into, like, the hypothetical questions and stuff like that? No, we could we can get into the hypothetical questions. Hell, yeah. So pretty much, like, uh, at the end of the show, I'd like to ask, you know, a few hypothetical ones that mix the movies and music. Uh, my first one being, you know, if you were ever asked to... Uh, or given the opportunity to score a horror movie, is that something you'd be interested in? And then, of course, you know, this is not really usually given to the composer as an opportunity, but, you know, this is hypothetical. So if you were willing to are uh, able to choose the subgenre of horror movie that you were going to score, what subgenre would you choose? Would it be a slasher, you know, an alien or even just like a supernatural horror movie? Damn. Yeah, I don't know if I would choose to score. I truthfully don't write a lot of the music for uh, Pain of Truth uh it'd be pretty funny if i like just ended up scoring a movie <laughs> instead of writing uh hardcore music like, um <laughs> but it would probably be like uh like a giallo like some kind of italian horror that would be like that that's always been like some of my favorite scores to horror movies oh yeah no same here that's the stuff that i actually like listen to like you know like i like a lot of scores and there's some stuff that like I have on vinyl that I'll throw on like some John Carpenter stuff, especially, but uh, yeah, Giallo is the stuff that I'll really listen to like separate from the movies, you know, that's just straight right. score and stuff. I went and saw uh, Claudio Simonetti's Goblin, you know, cause of course there's yes. like two, there's supposedly two goblins out there, but I didn't even know that until recently, but I got to see the Claudio Simonetti version recently play Suspiria. Uh, and that was like one of the best things I've ever gotten to do in my life. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They played in Connecticut. That's like where I'm from. And they oh, yeah. played at this church with a, a crypt underneath it. It was just super eerie, but like such an awesome experience. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. I'd be uh, worried that like the whole movie Demons would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking be like looking at people every time. Like, you're not even watching the show. But uh, then my second hypothetical question I like to ask everybody is uh, if somebody approached you with like obviously an unlimited budget and they were going to make a music video for you guys. But the only stipulation is that it had to be a remake of one of your favorite horror movies uh, made into a music video featuring you and the rest of the band. What movie would you choose? And, you know, how would you remake it into a music video featuring you and the guys? Damn, that's like pretty tough. I might go something like uh, maybe like 
either like session nine, something like in an asylum, or I would go something like Battle Royale. I just think those are two movies with like groups of people and like cool settings, cool concept. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my top two answers right now off the top of my head. Fuck yeah. No, those are really good ones, especially because like you said, it's uh, something with a big group. So like, uh, especially like Battle Royale, like you guys don't have to necessarily be grouped together, but you guys could have like different scenes with different kills and stuff. And uh, right. same thing with, and then session nine, of course, like it is like a solid group of like maybe five dudes in the movie. So it's perfect to like replace with a band. So yeah, especially uh, if we're on the East Coast and there's a bunch of abandoned asylums and like, yeah. I know a lot of us, that's kind of like what we grew up doing was going and exploring a lot of those places. So fits right in. No, definitely for sure. That's a, uh, definitely a perfect example no hell yeah that's that is one movie that i feel like has surpassed the underrated mark because yes. it was underrated for so long but i feel like people are starting to finally like give it give it its due yeah it's been a long time but I, I, there's some list on letterboxd it was like top 50 horror movies you must see and there's like a good mix of new and old and uh international movies and that was one of them that i i watched and just blew me away hell yeah that's a uh, definitely one of those that like you said i uh, i watch a lot of watch mojo you know list and like what culture horror mm-hmm. and shit like that on youtube just because it's like i've seen most of the movies so they can't really spoil them and if they come up with one that i haven't seen immediately i like either turn it or i'm like i don't you know it's uh at this point i feel like spoiling it's not the problem it's just experiencing the movie whenever i get around to it because you know time's so limited these days with you know everybody you know like i'm sure you feel it with you know being in the band and coming home and immediately working and stuff like that so exactly. uh, it's like you you try to watch what's current you you know every now and then you fit in an old movie that you haven't seen but it's hard to fit in like some of the more obscure stuff so no such a nine is definitely one that i feel like people should fit in for sure if they haven't seen it but yeah, that's like kind of what's tough is I feel like most of the time I'm just trying to cross movies off the list whenever I can. It's like pretty rare for me to rewatch anything, even if I love it, unless it's like a movie I grew up watching. Like it was like um, Dead Alive or something that I've seen a million times. But a lot of the times it's just like one watch, cross off the list, keep it moving. Yeah, no, I agree 100 percent. Usually if I put it on again, it's either either to show somebody to fall asleep. Or because I'm going to be doing something like folding clothes or, you know, like I don't I'm not going to give it my full attention. So I'm like, I'm not going to I don't want to like not give it the full experience. That way I'm not, you know, telling people later, oh, this movie sucked when really I just missed, you know, a key plot point or something, you know, know, going down to get new laundry or some shit. But yeah, right. But no, hell yeah. And uh, Dead Alive is another one that shout out real quick. That is a super sick one. And I think if I'm not mistaken, Peter Jackson said after he did that Beatles documentary, he did that he was going to remaster those for Blu-ray. So I'm I'm really excited for that to happen. So That'd be awesome. I mean, I remember hunting for that, trying to get, you know, the DVD. Yeah. Um, I saw it like one time when I was in school and that was kind of before I was into horror. So I saw it and I was like, this is disgusting. Like, what the hell am I watching? And then the next day I went back and was like, okay, I need to, I need to see that again. Like that was just over the top. And then that's kind of like where it continued on the like more deep cut shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that and the custard is just fucking. Yeah. Yep. No, nah, that's a, uh... I don't even have it. I just watch it. Uh, I have it like saved like a good HD copy I found on like YouTube uh, ripped nice. that I, I saved. So every now and then I'll throw that on too, like in the background and stuff. But that's a good one. But oh, yeah. And then, of course, my uh, last question I like to ask all my guests is, uh, do you have a horror story of your own? You know, it could be from uh, something that was scary shit that happened to you in your personal life or, you know, a bad day out on tour. Or if you believe in the paranormal, you're more than welcome to share that kind of story as well. Yeah, I don't believe in the paranormal i have a lot of friends who do and um friends with like podcasts about it and yeah. zines and things of that nature but kind of like what i was saying was like growing up and going to a bunch of abandoned buildings and asylums we went to this one that it was like a children's asylum 
And I think it was like the day after Halloween and we get in there and there's a, uh, a handmade Ouija board and all the candles are burned down. So someone was there the night before. And uh, as we were like going up the stairs, you we came across like a whole floor um, and you were kind of like right in the center and like the guards booth. And as we looked down one of the wings, all the doors were opening and closing in unison. Mm-hmm. And it, we were, you know, I don't even know how old we were. We were probably pretty young right out of high school, maybe. And we're like, what the hell? Yeah, everyone started filming it like people ran out and then since i like didn't believe in anything i like went and looked and i found out all the windows were shattered out (laughs) and that's why like the wind was blowing but it was like pretty eerie it was just dead silent and all the doors were opening and closing in unison yeah no that's especially when you go somewhere like with the stipulation of this place is haunted already in your mind it adds to like anything that happens you're immediately like wait a minute especially if you're a believer you know of course like you said if you're skeptical it's easier to be like oh Let's find out what's, you know, making this happen. Right. So, no, hell yeah. Now, I, I like to say I'm skeptical, but I think if I experienced that, I might have just dipped and not worried about it. Been like, ah, yeah, maybe it was windy, but I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to risk that shit. But no, right. yeah, but no, I feel you. And that's one thing about uh, like uh, growing up on the uh, like up in your area. Like I know what you're saying like uh, New York, Connecticut, like uh, even Pennsylvania and shit like that. Just the whole Jersey everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of like haunted places, abandoned places and stuff like that that definitely are like easy for exploring and stuff and experience and shit like that so right i think i mean that's probably like how i got more into horror too like a lot of my friends i met out on the east coast are obviously like through music but same thing people who write graffiti or skate and they know these abandoned spots and we end up there but at the same time you know we all you know since we i guess like adrenaline we like horror movies too so yeah um that kind of group it was like yo have you seen this yet we go to the flea market every sunday and then just like dig for movies or anything like horror related and then a couple of my friends um went on to do like vinegar syndrome so then that kind of just became like the mecca for us the archive um my dudes brandon and uh brian yeah run that shit and it's just that's it's nice to have a spot you can go to and just dig for exactly what you want no fuck yeah i got quite a few vinegar syndrome uh hell yeah back here i think my latest one was uh, I think I I got I like to get them at conventions mostly because that's when you can get them yes. as shipping and stuff. Um, so I, I picked up Drop Dead Fred and a couple other ones. I think it was like nice. Raw Force or I think I already had Raw Force. I don't know, but it was a couple uh, of them. But Drop Dead Fred was like the main one I was going for because it was like right after that was released. But nah, those are definitely and they're they're great guys too. The hell yeah! And every time I go back, they expand it. I mean, we were there when it was just started, and then yeah, like Brian really turned that place you know into what it is. It's like I think three floors now. Yeah. they have everything vhs records one sheets yeah. autographs like just anything that's extremely hard to find they'll have it there and yeah i mean some of the stuff they put out is awesome like uh i think my favorite's probably like uh blue vengeance it's about like the the metal head who like goes on a rampage and kills uh his favorite metal paint that like sold out oh shit uh, i gotta check that one out dude you got it that one's awesome it's like just super again like just super underrated yeah demon wind is like another awesome one they have like i yeah, okay yeah. I, I, I got that one back there somewhere for sure yeah oh yeah that was actually a blind buy as well as like it, it was one of the ones that um it was right after Tammy and the t-rex came out which i ended up picking up as well <laughs> but it, uh i went to a convention and i was like do you guys have Tammy and the t-rex and they were like nah you know fortunately we sold out like earlier because i went like sunday of, of like the weekend convention and uh so they were like but you know feel free to look around this is the deal we have so i picked up like madman i think and then it was like a two for something deal and uh so i was like i picked up madman and i was like what's one that you recommend and he was like demon win is a big seller and he showed yeah. me the cover i was like i'm sold so uh yeah. 
I was immediately, I think it was like, oh no, I think I did a three for because I think, I think that's when I also picked up Hellmaster. And I was like, yeah, fucking, same era right there. Yeah, I was like, these fucking all roll. So, uh, no, that's one thing I like about Vinegar Syndrome is like when you just pick up anything random, it's like you find something to enjoy about it. You know, it's not the best movie ever made, but there's something, there's a reason that they like yeah. find these ones and remaster them and stuff like that for sure. They're good like that too. Like, uh, Brian really like started to know kind of like what I liked, or at least he knew that I was just like up to like, check out anything and i'd come in and just be like dude what should i buy today yeah they have like a list of like three movies that i should check out which was perfect him and my uh my good friend paul longo those are like my my two dudes who i'm always like yeah what should i be watching right now yeah fuck yeah no actually i was about to say uh hold on one second got that like those oh, <laughs> that's exactly what i was talking about yeah paul yeah check it definitely if you're listening check out ghost watch zine um that was paul's passion project during uh covid's continued on it was cool, man. Like I started doing Painted Truth during COVID. And he started doing Ghost Watch. So we were kind of just talking about like, okay, we can't really play shows, but we're still doing the stuff we love. And that's also like that story about going to the asylum that was like with him, you know, like it's like my best friend. No, fuck yeah. Paul's a good uh, dude. He's followed me early on. And um, I was looking through this page. I, that's why I muted because I didn't want to like pick up me like <laughs> looking through. But I had an ad in one of these like really early on too. It was funny, but. Like just the uh, you know, like try to like stretch out and stuff. So I've seen if it was yeah, the world one, is but small, man. Not, but... World is crazy small. No, fuck yeah. Uh no, he's a uh good dude for sure. That's what kind of uh, I follow like the archivist dudes. I even think I asked Brandon to be on the show one time and it was like at a bad time, you know, like schedule wise, and then I just never like linked back up with them. So I definitely have to circle back with those dudes for sure. But yeah, I mean no. I, I let them know i I was coming on and I was gonna talk some uh vinegar syndrome. So no, fuck hopefully yeah. I primed you, man. <laughs> No, hell yeah, they're uh, probably my favorite of the labels, just because, like, like I said, it's like everything you watch, it's whether it's like it could be one of the like, and I'm doing like the quote fingers, like worst movies ever, but it's the funnest yeah. fucking movie in the world. You know, like Raw Force is pretty much like this random porno slash like, like uh, zombies on a beach, like random sh samurai zombies and stuff like that. It's just, it's like one of the most craziest movies you've ever seen. It's like, you can't even really explain it to somebody, but watching it, it's like one of the, is one of the funnest times ever. Uh, I watched it with the toxic often dudes. When we went and split a table at a convention, we like uh, watched it one of those nights and it was like, probably the funniest movie we watched the whole weekend so awesome man and of course movies like hell master you know with john saxon that's like stuff that you like you see john saxon in all these movies playing like you know tenebrae he's the the agent you know he's the dad and you know nightmare on elm street and all these other movies and stuff and uh uh the cop in black christmas it's nice to see him be the bad guy in something like Hellmaster. Right. you know that you didn't even know exist until vinegar syndrome you know uh puts it back out on blu-ray so you know uh definitely a probably my favorite label for that reason exactly they don't shy away from the crazy shit where uh i definitely love other stuff you know like aero video and sure, uh sure. scream factory you know they do a good job as well just vinegar syndrome is nice to see the crazy shit that they they touch yeah. on so. i'm partial to it because it's like i love everything they put out and they're my friends so yeah it's, it's tough another one uh star time before i forget star time's like another one to check out i'm like oh yeah i'm looking at one of my lists on letterbox of like my like favorite like underrated movies and that one's on there and i like i wish i could really remember the premises but i know it has to do with a guy who becomes obsessed with reality tv um, oh, yeah. and again this probably takes place in like the 80s or something but check that one out as well oh yeah star time and blue vengeance are definitely gonna shoot to the top of my list because i've been looking awesome. for some like wild shit to, uh you know i got some of course like new releases that i still need to check out that i want to see but i've been looking for like some uh classic movie because i've had the itch to go back and watch some new shit, like some old, not new shit, but old shit that is new to me. Um, right. 
but there's just hasn't been any like solid recommendations that I, you know, that are completely out of left field. You know, everything is like stuff that's obvious that I just haven't seen you yet. So um, definitely still can check those out and seek them out. I might even pick up Blue Vengeance on Blue, like go and just pick it up on Blu-ray because that's one that sounds right in my alley regardless. So. Perfect, man. Yeah, you'll love it. Just the the concept of it is so good. Fuck yeah. Now I'm uh, going to a con for my anniversary in uh, October, so I'm hoping that Vinegar Syndrome will be there, of course. But if not, you know, I'll definitely pick some stuff up over the website. But hell yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Anything else you want to shout out before you know, I let you go? Yeah, obviously, shout out the archive in Vinegar Syndrome in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay. Um, shout out uh, Static Era Records in uh, Connecticut as well. Um, shout out Days Records. That's who uh, Painted Truth is on. Uh, shout out Triple B since we just did that Triple B tour in Europe and uh, No Pressure Tsunami, Stranding Order C4. Oh, yeah. my mind, man. It was a great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I think that's all I got to say for now. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah, man. Of course. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as it'll be a very special episode as it'll be the 200th episode of the podcast. And in honor of that, I decided to have a bunch of my podcast friends and even some past guests of the show to come on the show and play two rounds of horror movie trivia. The contestants were Candy the Final Girl from the House That Screams Horror podcast, Ian from Pod of the Damned, Boomer from Podcast in the Woods, Don from the Horror Countdown podcast, Jay from the Cancer Bats, and also Dave Little, who played Uncle Peckerhead in the movie Uncle Peckerhead. So make sure you check back next week for that. Thank you guys again so much for your support over these 200 episodes. It means a ton. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link is in the description. Also, sharing it around is just as appreciated. Thanks again, and stay safe.